What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. But today, it's not my personal audio diary. For the first time ever, I will be handing the keys of Founders Journal to another incredible founder. I am so excited to introduce Nick Sharma, the 24-year-old king of consumer. Nick has been building, advising, and investing in consumer brands since high school. He ran e-commerce at Hint Water, ran direct-to-consumer at VaynerMedia, and founded a successful brand consultancy all without going to college. I reached out to Nick because he's a close friend, he has accomplished so much in such a short career, and he has a clear point of view on what it takes to build a successful business. He's going to tell you about his experience building in public and why adopting that approach has been pivotal to his success. Nick, could you talk to us more about what building in public actually means? Building in public is the concept of documenting what you do on a daily basis, but in a medium where other people can read and consume and interact with it. If it's things you do for work or, or a day in the life on YouTube. And the reason I find it so valuable is because it allows you to attract like-minded people. You're able to basically arbitrage the capability of building a network to the point where it just allows you to move 10 times faster. And essentially, if the content is good too, then also get further reach than your own current network for no cost other than your own time. Building in public can have so many advantages. What are some recent things that have happened to you as a result of putting yourself out there and creating content around the stuff that's going on in your life as an operator? Most recently, we landed probably one of the largest companies in the world as a client simply because their CMO reads my newsletter. I put out a newsletter every Sunday and it's basically a tactical guide with the mindset of how do I help founders who have no access to crazy amounts of capital or resources, but can still kind of move forward or get things done in the same way that we're doing on the client side when we work with larger companies. And one of the readers happened to be a CMO at one of the largest companies in the world. You know, there's no chance if we were to ever pitch or reach out to them, there's no chance that we would end up in a RFP process or in a vetting process with them. But something like having this newsletter where I'm basically putting everything that I take from the past week in my work life and putting it into something that goes out for free every Sunday, that's probably been the biggest win as far as something like that, you know, building in public, turning into something. I would say one of the things that has gotten me a lot of advantages is constantly putting anything I learn, anything I see, anything I, I like as a operator, whether it be anything from an app to a podcast to, you know, something that I found value in that I think other people could also find value in. If I put that out, it not only brings people to me because people realize that I'm now putting out things that are helpful to them, but it also helps me build a network of people that I maybe like, how many times have we met in person? Like three? You know, but I feel like we're, we're pretty close friends now. And it's just this concept of when you put things out and it, it attracts like-minded people, you're able to basically arbitrage the capability of building a network to the point where it just allows you to move 10 times faster. You know, a lot of people joke that like, I don't spend any time in email and I do all my work in iMessage. And it's because 
I'm constantly just talking to people in iMessage versus having to deal with emails and contact forms and all that kind of stuff. But I credit a lot of that back to this concept of putting, th- or, you know, documenting in public and then reaping the benefits of that, whether that be building an audience or getting in touch with certain people like yourself or, you know, connecting with other CMOs at companies that, you know, you would never even get into an RFP process with in the first place. So I think it all goes back to that concept of building in public. You're talking about the good stuff that happens from building in public. Serendipity, new connections, business opportunities. But are there any downsides? Definitely. I mean, you're you're basically putting yourself out there, you know, to be seen under a microscope. And so obviously there's comments, feedback, negativity, screenshots coming back to you of what other people are saying in group chats about things you're doing or saying. People just kind of doing their own thing. I mean, after a certain point, it's just noise and you just figure out how to kind of zone it out. I would say it hits people hard in the beginning, but after you kind of understand, okay, you have, you know, 70,000 followers and four people are talking shit, or you have 50,000 followers and 200 people are negatively speaking about it, the ratio just doesn't really matter. And obviously you want to make sure you're not putting things out that are offending people or making people angry or upsetting them or blatantly lying. But as long as you're not doing that and it's just people chit-chatting because they have nothing better to do, I think you just kind of have to look past it. I think it's an intimidating thought, right? The concept of everything that you do being shared and open for critique, I think is a little intimidating. You know, oftentimes when you start something, you always tend to think like, all right, what are my closest people around me going to think about it when I tell them I'm starting a podcast or starting a newsletter or starting a whatever? And so that potential critique could probably hold you back. I think that's actually probably what holds most people back. When I write a newsletter, I'm not in the mindset of, oh, what's, you know, what's my mom going to think, although she loves it. Or like, what's, what's, you know, Greg or Grace going to think when they read this newsletter? Are they going to think, oh, I've known Nick for so many years. This is so corny. He's writing a newsletter now. You know, I just don't even think about that anymore. It's just kind of like, well, they can think whatever they want. I don't really care. The other downside people worry a lot about is giving away trade secrets or giving stuff to your competitors when you build in public. Why aren't you worried about that? When I started at Hint in 2017, I used to think that was the case. And a lot of people would always tell me like, you put things out like that, you know, like for example, that influencer thread, I wrote a thread on influencer, paid influencer marketing last week or two weeks ago. When I would write stuff a few years ago, people would say, that's ridiculous. You absolutely cannot put that stuff out. You know, you're giving away all the secrets. First of all, 99% of people who see that are not going to do a single thing about it. And the 1% who do something about it are going to be the 1% of people that I will want to talk to about it and understand how they went about it, their learnings, their process, etc. What it ends up doing is like, I'll put that thread out and then maybe four or five really smart people are going to hit me up and say, hey, I have this massive group of YouTubers here. I just saw that thread on that. What do you think we could do with any of the brands you're working with and these people who have 10 million followers? People think it always is going to cause something like you're trying to put yourself out of business or you're taking away from your own secret sauce. But what it does in return is actually, I think, just bring more serendipitous moments that help you get to the next level. Founders Journal listeners are builders, but maybe a lot of them haven't built in public yet. How do they get started? Man, so many people ask me this question. Everybody loves to ask, like, how do I get started in this? 
And honestly, it's just going and sending that first tweet or putting out that first video or putting out that first episode. The thing that people who are not creators get faulty on when they try to put something out for the first time is they believe everything because they see a YouTuber with 5 million followers or 50,000 followers and they see the level of polish that these final products have. They assume that what they put out first needs to have that equal polish to it. And I love when you and Austin tweet about what the first edition of Morning Brew looks like versus what it is today. Because I think it's a great example of there's no need for something to be properly polished. That's honestly the approach I love to take too, is I purposely now, whenever I try something new, I try to make it really messy and unorganized and unpolished at first. One, so that it can only go up and get better. But two, when you go in with the mindset of nothing needs to be perfect for V1, it eliminates a lot of doubt in your head going into that process. And it gets you to the point of hitting that send button or that publish button or that post button or that tweet button way faster than, than if you were thinking about those you know, 75 other things. You just start, you put it out there and you start interacting. And the thing is, is that if you have good things to put out into the world, the world rewards you. But obviously, if you're just putting fluff out, it's never going to end up taking off. It's just about starting and not worrying about the, you know, how it looks and how it feels. And, you know, if it's a podcast, like what's the quality of the audio? If the content is good, no one's going to care about the quality of the video, the quality of the audio, where the punctuation is. You know, you just got to start and then go from there. I love how Nick has always put himself out there. And by putting himself out there, people have taken notice and opportunities continue to find their way to him. But that's just one way of building a business. I want to know what you think about building in public. What makes you nervous or excited about building in public? Shoot me an email. And also, we are excited to introduce more guest journals to the show. Who do you want to hear from other than me? Send your suggestions to alex at morningbrew.com. Thanks so much for listening to Founders Journal. And I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.